Well, this is pretty dang bonkers. What I'm going to explain to you in this segment not only further exposes the hypocrisy and dishonesty of Trump, but also Republican leaders more broadly. And it also causes their ridiculous allegations against Joe Biden to further crumble. So what am I talking about? Well, a report has been released by House Oversight Democrats that outlines the millions of dollars that Trump received through his businesses from foreign sources while he was president. We've known this for some time, but specifics are outlined in this document and you really can't make this stuff up. So before jumping into some of the information about this, let me lay out a little bit of the context. As all of you know, House Republicans have been desperately attempting to portray President Joe Biden as corrupt. They've accused him of just about everything under the sun, but there's just one major problem. <laughs> they don't have any evidence. Uh, many of them have gone as far as to say Joe Biden was bribed, even though, again, that just isn't backed up by reality. But the foundation that they're building all of these baseless allegations on is the fact that Hunter Biden, son of Joe Biden, did uh, did business internationally. So they can start with that, then pretend like Joe Biden was involved in that uh, in some way, you know, involved in Hunter Biden's businesses, then pretend like he was being funneled money through those businesses while he was vice president to do certain things as vice president that other countries wanted. Again, unsubstantiated, not based on the evidence. Ridiculous. But this is where today's news comes in. If House Republicans actually care about presidents or vice presidents, people in power enriching themselves from foreign sources during their time in office, then boy, do I have a story for them, okay? And I can tell you it has nothing to do with Joe Biden. Instead, it's Donald J. Trump. The New York Times reports Donald J. Trump's businesses received at least $7.8 million. And this is just a small portion of likely the full amount because it's analyzing one set of documents um, from 20 foreign governments during his presidency, according to new documents released by House Democrats on Thursday that show how much he received from overseas transactions while he was in the White House, most of it from China. The transactions detailed in a 156 page report called White House for Sale that was produced by Democrats on the House Oversight Committee offer concrete evidence that the former president uh, engaged in the kind of conduct the House Republicans have labored so far unsuccessfully to prove that President Biden did as they work to build an impeachment case against him using documents produced through a court fight. The report describes how foreign governments and their controlled entities, including a top U.S. adversary, interacted with Trump businesses while he was president. They paid millions to the Trump International Hotel in Washington, D.C., Trump International Hotel in Las Vegas, Trump Tower on Fifth Avenue in New York, and Trump World Tower at 845 United Nations Plaza in New York. So unlike House Republicans in their witch hunt, as Trump would say, against Joe Biden, House Democrats actually brought the receipts, evidence. And I'll show you up on screen some of the pages of the report they've released, and I'll link it in the description below if you'd like to look through it yourself. Democrats actually have evidence. Can you imagine substantiating your allegations? Now, of course, in a pretty clear-cut fashion, this should be a violation of the Foreign Emoluments Clause of the Constitution. I'll read it to you. 
quote, no person holding any office of profit or trust under the United States shall without the consent of the Congress except of any present emolument of payment would classify as emolument office or title if any kind um, of any kind, I should say, whatever from any king, prince or foreign state seems to encompass Trump's actions. Then here's more from CNN. Then I have much more to discuss with you. Breaking news for you, a brand new report from Democrats on the House Oversight Committee. They say it shows China spent more than $5.5 million at Donald Trump's properties while he was in office. The new details stemming from a multi-year investigation into whether Donald Trump profited from his time in office, which is a no-no. Let's bring in Zachary Cohen. Zachary, the, the report just came down. Can you give us the details that you found and, and what stood out to you? Yeah, absolutely. So this report is based on documents from Trump's former accounting firm, and they show that um, his properties, the properties that he owns and did not divest before taking office, received payments in the millions of dollars from 20 different foreign countries. And the largest total amount of payments came from China, from both the Chinese government and state-owned Chinese companies. And that totaled uh, to over $5.5 million over the course of Trump's tenure as president. And, you know, this is raising the concern, right, that um, these payments were con an attempt to influence the Trump administration's foreign policy. And in fact, there's actually an article of the Constitution or a, a, a section of the Constitution that is specific about trying to prevent that from happening. Um, you know, Donald Trump sort of bucked the trend and uh, bucked norms of his predecessors by refusing to divest his properties and his financial assets and, you know, continue to profit and make money through his businesses while president. And look, um, the committee, House Democrats have been investigating Trump's foreign payments for about seven years now. And they've concluded and they've pointed to a lot of different timing um, not coincidence, but draw, draw a link between the timing of some of these payments and certain foreign policy decisions that um, did seem to run counter to what even Republicans were urging Trump to do at the time. So let me get this straight. House Republicans have opened an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden because Hunter Biden did business internationally and they have a vibe that Joe Biden is corrupt somehow, but they aren't going to be concerned with at all the money flowing directly from in large part china they're all frazzled about china and joe biden something china and other foreign countries directly to trump that's the modern republican party in a nutshell and this story is showing us exactly what we've been talking about for some time the reason they're trying to fabricate these allegations against joe biden is because they know how corrupt trump is and want to do the best that they can to level the playing field. They can't take away Trump's impeachments or take away his indictments, but they can try to make Biden look corrupt. Again, trying to balance that scale a little bit. They can't make it not the case that Trump allowed foreign governments to funnel money to him, but they can pretend like uh, that happened to Biden. Now, I remind you of these two facts as well. And while I do, remember, Republicans pretend to care about Hunter Biden doing business internationally when he had no involvement with Joe Biden in his role as vice president or as president. But then Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner were both in the Trump administration. And you have this, the New York Times report, six months after leaving the White House, Jared Kushner secured a $2 billion investment from a fund led by the Saudi crown prince, a close ally during the Trump administration, despite objections from the fund's advisors about the merits of the deal. So cashing in on that relationship that Kushner made in his official role within the Trump White House. Then here from 
Forbes, the Chinese government, granted a total of 41 trademarks to companies linked to Ivanka Trump by April of 2019. And the trademark she applied for after her father became president got approved about 40% faster than those she requested before Donald Trump's victory in the 2016 election. So Trump's children, who were actually in the administration, we're seeing those sorts of business upsides and Republicans don't care one single bit, but they'll show Hunter Biden's news on live TV to get justice for Joe Biden's wrongdoing. Marjorie Green. Now, earlier I said the $7.8 million that's outlined in the oversight report is just a piece of the broader picture. Open Secrets estimates this trump made more than 200 million dollars from foreign business interests since 2016 is what they reported on so you get the point if we're going to be concerned about presidents or vice presidents enriching themselves from foreign sources while they're in office it would be wise i'd say to start with the guy who blatantly did so and there's actually evidence to prove it and since house republicans have now been investigating joe biden for who knows how long and have uncovered absolutely nothing. I think it's time that we can pretty confidently say maybe the reason is because he's just not corrupt. Maybe that's the reason why they've been so unsuccessful in their investigation after investigation into Joe Biden. So they've done a good job of clearing Joe Biden. Now it's time to have a serious conversation about Donald Trump. Now I have a couple of things I want to play for you while we're on this subject. House Republicans hypocrisy is not just about trump it's also about james comer and others you might remember that house republicans made a big fuss about a loan that joe biden gave to his brother and then his brother paid him back and they were trying to act like biden getting paid back for the loan was him being funneled money it made no sense but then right after that it got revealed that james comer had given a similar loan to his brother and he was pretending like that was some sort of corruption with biden but then he was doing it and then that led to more questionable information about James Comer's business interest uh, being revealed. And he was confronted about that during a hearing by Jared Moskowitz. Here's how that went. But you and Goldman, who is Mr. Trust Fund, continue to try er, reclaim, to... Reclaiming my time. No, I'm not going to give you your time back. We can stop the clock. You all continue to... You look like a Smurf here just going around and all this stuff. Now, listen. Mr. Chairman, you no, have... No, I'm going to tell you No, no, hold, hold on. If we're, you if we're not on time... We you disinformation. You, you, you have you gone on TV and said the president did something you illegal. You're doing stuff with your brother. The American people have the same questions. Why should they believe you? Why should they believe you? Why should they believe you? There's, there's a different rule for you the president. There's a different rule for you. Why should they believe what you're saying, Mr. Chairman? Why? You go on Fox News and say loans you and deals are a way to evade taxes. We don't know that's what you're doing or not. We don't know. We have no idea. We're supposed to take your word for it. But when the president well, you've says already something, you've been proven a liar, Mr. Moskowitz. What's that? You've already been proven a liar. Today. Who's proven me a liar? You? Yes. Your word means well, nothing, Mr. Chairman. Go to my hometown. There's a camera crew there today, an opposition research crew there today. Mr. Chairman, this seems to have gotten under your welcome. this seems to have gotten under your skin. I'll pay I mean, for your I, ticket. I, I, I think the American people have lots of questions, Mr. Chairman, and perhaps you should sit maybe for a deposition. I would. I will be questions. happy. So strange. And just for fun, here were a couple other great Jared Moskowitz moments from that one impeachment inquiry hearing that went so bad for Republicans they decided not to hold anymore. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I think it's your lucky day. What a day <laughs> we are having yeah. here, isn't it? Right. 
I mean, listen, I, as a former director of emergency management, I know a disaster when I see one. <laughs> I mean, by the way, you don't, don't, you don't believe me, just, just ask Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon, that, your guy, just went on and said, you know, perhaps... Whose guy, Steve Bannon? Yeah, well, you, you know who Steve Bannon is. Uh, perhaps, Steve Bannon just went on and said, perhaps the Republicans shouldn't have started with a witness, that he was talking about Professor Turley, who was going to say right off the bat that there wasn't an impeachable offense. He's, he, I quote, he says, perhaps we should have put him on the maybe list for one of our witnesses. But this is what this is about. Let me show you. It's a simple board, right? So all other presidents in the United States, 50% of the impeachments. Donald Trump, the other 50. Donald Trump has half of the impeachments in American history. But you know what? He's got 100% of the indictments. 100% of all indictments. Zero for the other presidents. Listen, I, let me do it another way. I want to channel my inner Tim Russert. So let me go to the board, right? And I don't have Florida, Florida. But Donald Trump, impeachments. Oh, how many impeachments? We got two there. How many indictments? We got four. How many for Biden? Zero, zero. Donald Trump is right. I'm, he's sick of winning. He's just winning, running away with it. And that's why we're here. We're here because of math. That's what this is about. They can't save Donald Trump. They can't take away the two impeachments and the four indictments. But they can try to put some numbers on the board for Joe Biden. But the problem is when you sling mud, you got to have mud. And they just don't have anything, Mr. Chairman. So that's it. They'll ignore the corruption of Donald Trump, but then fabricate allegations of corruption against Joe Biden. It's shocking. It's enraging, horrifying even. And ladies and gentlemen, that's American politics. I have for you one of the most delightful clips I've seen in a really long time. You don't hear me start segments with that too often. And it has to do with Trump's disqualification from the ballot in the state of Maine. Of course, the Maine Secretary of State has sided with the argument that Trump is disqualified from the ballot due to Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the Constitution, which bars individuals from running for office if, while previously in office, they engaged in insurrection or provided aid or comfort to insurrectionists, which Trump did in the lead up to and on January 6th. And CNN brought on a man by the name of Joel Stetkis, I think it is, the chair of the Maine Republican Party to respond to this news. And what you're about to see is truly hilarious by just repeatedly asking the question, essentially, why is it wrong to remove him from the ballot? A very basic question. And then not moving on from that question, the CNN host is able to casually, calmly, but at the same time, ruthlessly dismantle Joel's argument uh, against the decision. And I'm going to play this and react as we're going along Watch the way that Joel Stetkiss just implodes as he's pressed on this. The way we could put this really is, you know, we've got an unelected bureaucrat who likes to pretend that she's a lawyer, and she's literally taking away the voters' choices in Maine. You know, here in Maine and across the country, regardless of, you know, whether they like Donald Trump or not, you know, Bellows is wrong on so many levels, and it's, it's getting to the point of really being embarrassing. Okay, so typical pro-Trump response, right? All the CNN host is going to do essentially say, why is it terrible? But if the state law, like the state constitution makes it so that if someone has a complaint about a candidate, they take it up with the secretary of state, who then is the arbiter. How could she be in the wrong for making a decision based on what was presented to her in that hearing? 
well, you know, her her decision process was was just wrong. <laughs> Whoa, that's powerful. Why is it wrong? Well, because her decision was wrong. Let's watch more. You know, she's there uh, to uh, to support uh, Maine's Maine's voter Maine voting rights, and she's doing exactly the opposite. Uh, you know, we're going to fight this thing to the uh, the highest extent that we need to. And what she's doing is just flat out wrong. Why would you say that? Do you object to Donald Trump's participation on January 6th? Do you think that Article uh, 5 of the 14th Amendment or rather Article 3 of the 14th Amendment is uh, d- doesn't include the presidency? Like, what's your main argument against her decision? I'm going to stop it again. It's such a basic question. We're not arguing should voters have it we're talking about the constitution does section three of the 14th amendment apply to trump's actions leading up to and on january 6th if they do constitutionally you have to take them off the ballot main secretary of state is saying they do they seem to obviously and thus he shouldn't be on the ballot just like if somebody tried to run for an office when they were too young right for president, if you aren't 35, you just can't run for that office. It's in the Constitution, and the main Secretary of State would uphold that as well. It's really that simple, continuing on. Well, this has, this has so much more to do uh, with the, uh, you know, the suppression of the vote as opposed to Donald Trump. We would, we would oppose this decision regardless of what Republican uh, she decided that she was going to arbitrarily decide Maine voters aren't going to be allowed to vote. You're saying, Joel, you're saying that it's arbitrary, but what is it about her decision? What is it about her argument legally that you're opposed to? We're just opposed to her her taking away the, the rights of the voters to be able to choose the leader that they they want to vote for or not but but if there's a part of the constitution that says that if someone is an insurrectionist a state can intervene to remove them from a ballot and she is designated to make that decision according to maine's state constitution then isn't it up to her her reason her reasoning behind her decision is completely wrong I'll play a little bit more, but what are you doing? Joel, get yourself together. If you're going to be this dishonest, have an argument at least. Give us the respect of doing a little prep before your dishonesty on TV, Joel. My goodness. All you have is, well, it's wrong. Well, why is it wrong? Because she's taking away the say of the voters. Well, in our system, you have to uphold the constitution which is what we're debating here does this part of it apply to what trump did and are you saying that it doesn't apply are you saying trump didn't do the things that we're deeming him to have done what's your argument as to why it's wrong based on the arguments that are being made based on which arguments the main secretary of state sided with what's your actual argument as to why this is wrong well because i just think the decision is wrong frankly Joel, 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 a little more. So what is the reasoning that no you object how many, to? Uh, no matter how, how you ask the question, her decision 
is completely wrong. There are there Joel, are. Joel, but give us, there give are, us the details. Uh, Why is attorneys? it wrong? Why is it wrong? So Boris, so so Boris, this is the thing, right? There are there are attorneys and judges, Democrats and Republicans across this country that have said that she's wrong. There, not one time in my life have I have I ever agreed with Gavin Newsom, the governor of uh, California. So he falls back on it's wrong. Why is it wrong? Because it's wrong. Why is it wrong? Because it's wrong. Why is it wrong? Because it's wrong. And then figures out a really powerful argument. Why is it wrong? Because other people think it's wrong. That's brutal. Embarrassing and brutal. And it reminds me of many MAG Republicans reaction to Trump's indictments. I talk about this a lot. Take note of this as you're sort of watching people in right-wing media respond to Trump's indictments and as they say it's all wrong, so infrequently will they lay out specifically how the allegations are either unsubstantiated or don't violate the law. It always stays super vague. Oh, it's politically motivated, but why? Oh, because they're targeting him, but what about the allegations? <laughs> or Trump did nothing wrong, or it's all bogus. It's so zoomed out. But as someone who has to watch a lot more than I like to of right-wing media in preparation for the show, I so rarely see anyone actually walk through in right-wing media specifically each indictment and say, oh, this part isn't actually a violation of the law, or this part, I don't think there's evidence to substantiate it. If he did that, that would be against the law, but he didn't do it, or he did the thing, but it's not against the law. It just doesn't happen because they can't engage with that debate because if you do go through the allegations against Trump and the evidence being brought forward, you realize these charges are strong and justified. And same thing on Joel's response in that clip. Why do you want me to explain why it's wrong? Ugh, so aggravating. What a burden. And by the way, the lack of understanding about the Constitution is on full display within the context of this uh, disqualification conversation even among trump's own lawyers here's christina bob look here's the hey. thing i would not be surprised if, if uh justice katanji brown jackson Katanji jackson brown whichever if she was eight to one i mean i wouldn't be surprised by that because of the the radical nature of her position yeah. on the court and some other decisions that she's talking about but i agree with you it should be nine to nothing look this is a political question America's always deferred about the court should say it's not a question for the court. It's a question for the voters. That is the tradition okay. of this country, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And as you mentioned in your monologue, the uh, Colorado Republican Party has already filed their brief with the Supreme Court, and they say just that. It's actually a very solid brief. Uh, they raise a, a handful of arguments as to why uh, this this uh, Section 3 of the 14th Amendment doesn't even apply to the president. It's not self-executing. Uh, Donald Trump hasn't been charged with insurrection. And this is a question for the voters. The reason why it doesn't apply to the president was because the drafters of the 14th Amendment realized that the president is elected by the entire nation, and it should be the entire nation who determines who they want for president, whether they're guilty of insurrection or not. It's up to the people. So at the end there, she says, guilty of insurrection or not, Trump should be on the ballot. Quote, guilty of insurrection or not. So she's actively advocating for us to ignore a part of the Constitution. And by the way, in case people don't understand, this is what it means to live in a constitutional system. Yes, the people decide, but you have to be a certain age. As I said, 
previously, so people can't decide on that according to the Constitution. And in this case, you can't have engaged in insurrection. People can't decide on that. But Trump's lawyer is saying, even if he did do it, ignore the Constitution. Let him run. Ridiculous. Republicans led by Speaker of the House Mike Johnson traveled down to the southern border, a political stunt aimed at distracting from the fact that they aren't actually helping Biden solve the problems at the border. A few things to go through in this segment. We'll start with a Fox News contributor pointing out that Biden's actually asking House Republicans to support $14 billion in border security funding as a part of his emergency budget request, but they're turning him down. Senate Republicans have worked with Democrats. Even Senate Republicans are willing to actually do something working with Democrats on a compromised piece of legislation the House Republicans are saying they'll proudly reject. While they're saying Biden needs to do something, they're preventing him from doing something. It's crazy. And as you're going to see, as the contributor on Fox News is making these points, the Fox News host is panicking, as we see super often whenever truth is spoken on the Fox News airwaves and tries to make him hush up about it. Before playing that clip, you might be wondering, why would Republicans be against Biden's $14 billion for border security? Well, Here's reporting from the Rolling Stone. Republicans have been hammering the Biden administration's immigration policy since the moment he took office. Now with the clamor for a deal to curb the flow of migrants through the southern border at a fever pitch, a bipartisan Senate deal may be dead on arrival in the House. And on Wednesday, Representative Troy Nels made clear that the reason is purely political. Listen to this quote. Quote, let me tell you, I'm not willing to do too damn much right now to help a Democrat and to help Joe Biden's approval rating, Nels told CNN on Wednesday. So Nels is admitting he doesn't want to actually address the problem because that could help Biden politically. The priorities are just so wrong for Troy Nails and House Republicans. With that being said, here's the moment from Fox News. Why isn't the president doing the things that he could be doing? I think he's trying to do these things. In fact, the Senate Republicans, James Lankford of Oklahoma, is involved in real negotiations in the Senate that Lankford, uh, Senator McConnell, the Republican leader in the Senate, says they're getting close. But you don't see House Republicans involved in trying to have real solutions. They're involved in that photo op theater down at the border. Uh, instead of saying, here's not only a real effort yeah, okay. at immigration reform, but, you're but not what answering about my question. the request from the Biden administration yeah, for money about, yeah, for more border agents, for asylum officers? Right. The, the Trump administration got additional supplemental funding when there was a surge at the border during their time, $4 billion. But now Johnson and the Republicans prefer to keep this issue as political theater in order to try to embarrass the White House. Because House Republicans are more interested in political advantage than serious governance, they aren't willing to engage with Biden on a solution. As we talk so much about, Republicans have been lying in saying that Joe Biden opened the border, but we have seen increases in migration to the southern border for a wide array of reasons that we've gone through in the past, some post pandemic related, much relating to situations in the countries that people are migrating from. And there are very real humanitarian and logistical problems at the southern border that need to be addressed. But if Republicans work with Joe Biden to address those issues, 
then they can't say that he's not doing anything, right? If they're working with him to do things, then they can't accuse him of not trying to address the issue. And on that note, during his visit down to the border, Speaker Mike Johnson revealed his dishonesty, emphasized his dishonesty on CNN. It can come to an end if the Biden administration will do its job and they've refused to do it. They're doing the opposite. So the 14 billion, um, there are, you're right, 1,600 asylum officers that would be part of that to speed up processing of asylum claims. That's what you're talking about. Um, but there also would be 1,300 more uh, Border Patrol agents to work alongside the, the 20,200, uh, and also funding to hire 1,000 Custom and Border prote Protection officers with a focus on counter fentanyl. So it's not all, in fact, most of it is not related to uh, 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 processing asylum seekers. A, a lot of it has to do with what you're talking about. Jake, the president should come to the border. It, what, a, what an idea that would be. He should talk to the Border Patrol agents who are down here. I think he went last year, just FYI. Yeah, too. well, he went for a photo op. He should come and spend a couple of days like we have to be with the people here on the ground who are fighting this war on the border. That answer was insane. While he's doing a photo op at the southern border, Mike Johnson saying Biden has only done photo ops when he comes to the southern border. While Mike Johnson is saying that Biden should come back to the border again in response to a question about a solution Biden's putting forward. Biden's not just talking about the issues. He's proposing additional funding to address them. Mike Johnson just wants to fearmonger about the issues. That's the end goal for him. At least his actions show. And it's important to note that the president only has so much authority. Congress also has to get involved. And Biden, of course, right when he came into office, as we've also talked about, brought forward a comprehensive immigration reform proposal, uh, or with what we're discussing now with the $14 billion package. Republicans just don't seem to, at least House Republicans, want to work with Biden to solve problems. Pretty sickening. Here's the White House press secretary. We have House Republicans that's literally blocking the president's effort to do something. That's what they're doing. They're playing political games. They're doing political stunts. Literally, House Republicans themselves voted to decrease the amount of Border Patrol agents by 2,000. They're getting in the way and they don't want to help. Again, I'll emphasize that to the credit on this, Senate Republicans have been willing to uh, and able to figure out a compromise piece of legislation. So this is a House Republicans problem in this case. Then here is Maria Cardona on CNN. He has offered in the supplemental billions of dollars to exactly this issue. And so when Republicans talk about how Joe Biden has done nothing, they have done even less and they're being incredibly hypocritical about it because the money that, that the Biden administration has asked for would go to additional border patrol, additional law enforcement, additional uh, smart border security measures, more asylum judges, asylum processors, and critically, a lot of money for these cities. And so when that money is not coming, let's look to Republicans and what? say, cut the hypocrisy. So we should all want a humane, secure, logistically sound southern border and immigration system more broadly. And I'm happy to see more Democrats being a little bit more aggressive in their messaging on this as they respond to Republicans' attacks because there's been an absence of that up until this point uh, by most within the Democratic Party. And I do think Biden, of course, needs to focus on the issue as he is. And I do think we need to stand strong on our principles on this, advocate on behalf of them, bring up the subject, don't shy away from it. 
and then not allow for the conversation to become dehumanizing as so often happens with people like Trump and DeSantis. Last clip to look at, this is super quick. All this reminded me of a Ted Cruz moment during one of his past visits to the border where he gets asked, hey, what have you done as a US Senator to work with Biden on this issue? And he just gets angry. The Republican members that are here today, what have you all done to help Joe Biden in this Okay. okay. All right, so that's a ridiculous and silly question. I want to commend you for being the media and telling it Democrat policies. You're peddling Democratic talking points. Yeah, that's the that's the real issue here. Make sure you are subscribed to the YouTube channel.